creativity doesn't always just strike, or if it does, your brain will quickly forget. There's always crazy chaos happening in my home. So I try to do my creative time in the hours where it makes the most sense. But ideas can come anytime. So always have a little notebook or your phone or whatever and write it down. Welcome back to Big Queen Energy. I'm your girl, Nicole Rose, with the podcast all about the mindset of a true queen. I'm a semi retired DJ turned podcaster obsessed with positivity, psychology, and manifestation. Here to support you on your journey to attracting your dreams. Let's get it. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to Big Queen Energy. I am here with an extra special episode for you that I have been dying to do for about a year and it took me that long to get this guest to agree. And no, it is not Beyonce, but she is actually that cool in my book. Today, we are talking about the creative process, natural beauty, and tips on how to age into a flawless queen. So like I said, I'm hyping it up a lot, but this guest today, if you follow me on Instagram, you will know that they are deeply, deeply ingrained in my life. Sarah Pirock is my sister from another mister, one of my best friends, my former business partner in our headphone line, Rosie Rockers, that had to wind down during the pandemic. But Sarah is a boss. Nothing ever gets this chick down. I swear. I have known her for so many years now. And I truly, even as an optimist myself, almost don't understand it. But Sarah specializes in creating and growing brands that emotionally connect to female consumers. And she's been doing this for the last two decades. We actually met when she was working on a different company. And I was DJing during Fashion Week many, many moons ago, probably five years ago. Maybe more. She's an entrepreneurial queen, and she's focused primarily on fashion and beauty. And she's also the co-founder of Carter and Jane, which is her now wildly successful skincare natural beauty company, whose line includes the Holy Grail product that I rub all over my face and my body every single day called the Everything Oil. And we're going to dig into her new flagship product, Making Waves, called Pick Fix. Welcome, Queen Sarah. I am so excited to have you on the show. Oh my gosh, Nicole, I'm so happy to be here. But that intro, my goodness, I love you so much. It's I love you. You You deserve it. Oh my! That's what I was just saying. So Sarah and I were we were just having a little pre cocktail. Sometimes you have a a pre chat. We have a pre cocktail. Mm -hmm. That's just what we do here. We keep drinking here. We were cut from the same cloth. For sure, we were. Hundred percent. And we were just talking about, you know, and like I mentioned too, if you saw a recent post that I did on Instagram, I actually posted a photo of Sarah and I tagged her. So if you're like, who is this queen that Nicole is like over the moon obsessed with? You can go find her in my feed. Um, she just keeps it fucking moving, right? Like Sarah and I had a business that unfortunately didn't succeed. I don't want to say failed because I think we both learned a shitload in that experience, but. The big thing about Sarah is she just, she's always got multiple buns in the ovens. She knows how to make it all happen, still be a mom, still be an incredible wife to a successful husband and eat gluten-free. How do you do it all, Sarah? Claus, <laughs> secret sauce. What beds are you on? <laughs> I don't. I don't really believe in that whole thing like you can have it all, you know? I think it's a fairy tale that we're told when we're little girls that this whole world can be so successful and you can do everything and do everything perfectly because it's a bunch of garbage. Like there are some days I'm a great mom and some days I'm a great businesswoman and some days I'm a great wife. But like the idea of being great at all of those things every day, like it's just, there's no way. Show me someone who can and that they're not from this planet. You know what I mean? So I... I'm obsessed with that. I'm literally writing that down. Like you are my life goals because I know I'm going to be calling you like having multiple panic attacks when I have children, but it's like, (laughs) I can't wait. You don't have to show up as every part of you every single day to 120%. You just do your best every day and you, you allow 
yourself to be whatever level of greatness you are in any of those pursuits each day. And you're just, you accept it. It's like all you can do. I mean, when I was a new mom, I was like every day crying and I'm failing and I'm not good at this. And how can I, I can't continue to work. I can't continue to do all these things. And at some point I just was like, you know what? I'm as good as I'm going to get. I, I am a great mom. I'm a great mom because I love working and I've continued to work and it's part of who I am. And I think if I stopped that and just focused everything on my children, I would suck. I wouldn't be good at that. There are some people that are awesome stay-at-home moms, but that was just never going to be me. And so because of it, I think I'm I'm as good as I'm going to get. <laughs> it's like by no stretch perfect, but as good as I'm going to get at it most days. So that's really interesting. And I, I love that you brought that up because I, I agreed. And, and there's zero judgment to anybody that does it either way, right? right like for sure. I have friends that are so, so happy and they are the most incredible mothers. And that is their birthright. That is their yes. purpose. They, they knew years ago, right? When I was like dreaming of, I don't know, being, you know, being the next Paula Abdul. I don't know why I picked the one that wonder. That's just <laughs> me for you. But like they would be dreaming of having a big family, right? So it's just different, right? And And there's nothing good or bad about either. But so tell me that, do you think that the reason that you like to work is because you're lasered into your purpose? Like, have you defined it clearly? Cause you've worked on so many different businesses. You've held VP of marketing and product roles and operations at many CMO roles at many different yeah. companies in the fashion and beauty space. What do you think your purpose is? And is that what motivates you to keep it moving? Yeah. I, you know what? I, I don't know that I've ever defined that. I've always loved to work. Like I started working when I was 13 or 14 years old, mostly because I wanted clothing and things that my parents were like, not going to happen. So I was like, I'm going to make it happen. I'll get a job. But I've always enjoyed it. And I love the beauty and fashion space and not in the superficial way one thinks about, but I like the idea of transformation of just like having a great skin day can make a whole day when everything else maybe isn't going right. Having an outfit, just one little black top that you know makes you feel good, even if you've gained 10 pounds during COVID or whatever. So I think that there's sometimes in beauty and in fashion, we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we do. I think what we do is important. We make people feel better about themselves. And that speaks volumes, especially in these crazy past few years we've been living in. But I especially, especially love beauty. And in the natural space, trying to teach people about getting the toxic chemicals out of their world because it's just so bad. And that everything that you've been taught about beauty, everything you've been taught about fragrance, it's all wrong. So it's just, it, it's straight up wrong. You're okay. So we're, we need to dig in. We need to dig in. <laughs> I know I trust that you are the person that always at any given moment has 20 tabs open on their browser because they're always researching very deeply every single thing there is to know about the beauty industry. And you are the one who really turned me on to the fact that I think it's like, I knew that I was what I ate, right? But you're also saying, no, you also are what you put on your skin, what you put on your face, what you lather up your booty. And, you know, like we are all of those things because as humans, our body has a certain amount of capability to get rid of the toxins. Right. And then you know, other than that, then those toxins are staying and they're contributing to to illness and aging, right? So a hundred percent. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, we could go on about this for hours, but at the very like surface level, I think it's, everyone says this, but it's true. Your skin is your largest organ. You're absorbing like 80% of what you're putting on your skin. So you need to make sure that what you're putting on your skin is something that you would comfortably eat. Otherwise you're putting in something that your body is absorbing. It has to do something with. Wait, so that's a new rule of thumb. So you're oh, saying yeah. that if we wouldn't eat it, wait, there's so many things that I probably still use that I wouldn't eat. Like I wouldn't eat Vaseline. Isn't it like, <laughs> I'm not, you, know, you shouldn't be using Vaseline. Oh, but okay. So now I use this. Okay. We won't get too well, deep so You can this, show me what this. it is. The Cetaphil healing ointment. Okay, so I so I hate I always hate saying negativity about brands, but like research the ingredients. You know what I mean? In gen, yes, you can't eat everything that you use in a beauty routine, but for the most part, 
Yeah, you should be able to consume it and not get terribly ill. So, no. <laughs> okay, well, that's a sliding scale. <laughs> I get terribly ill. That's what terribly ill means to But, the, I mean, why use that when it, an oil? Use the everything oil. Don't put that on your lips. No, no. On your lips? Yeah. Use everything, use the everything oil. oil or pick fix or I'll send you stuff. Like, yes, please. Don't. So why don't you guys make a lip balm? Well, I know we probably should, but part of it is just like, people don't need it. They can use PicPix or the everything oil and it will work just as well. So then it's just like another marketing ploy. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't it's feel very altruistic to- of you, but I <laughs> wouldn't know to use that if you didn't put it in a container that looked like it and said lip balm You're on right. it. I mean, we probably should. That, it, it kind of hasn't gone there yet because I know exactly what it would be. And it's basically like PicPix. At some point we will, and we'll make it one of these days, we've made lots of stuff at this point. I thought we would have one skew and we have like a hundred. So it keeps growing and growing. But and if we break down beauty at the very basic level, I look at it just like health. So what's the number one leading cause of illness? And it's inflammation, right? So the mm-hmm. number one issue with skin, whether it be acne, aging, pretty much anything that you can define as an issue with your skin stems from inflammation. So most skincare that we use, these creams with all sorts of acids and different things in them, it causes inflammation, the opposite of what we want to be doing to our skin. Massive exfoliation, all of these things, you're removing your skin's natural biome and you're causing inflammation. It's why plumping happens initially, but then redness followed by acne, followed by having to continue to use the same toxic routine over and over. Where if you simply focus on a natural approach, which, and not all natural is created equal. I'm a really big fan of oil. I think in general, oil is the way to go across the board in skincare. But if you focus on an anti-inflammatory skincare routine and also something that doesn't strip your skin's natural biome. doesn't really matter what you use at that point. You're going to be in a much better position and your skin's going to be a lot healthier. Okay. So anti-inflammatory, this is honestly, I use your products, but this is new to me. So let's share this for other people who might have a bunch of stuff that they already bought and paid lots of good money for in their bathroom right now. But they're like, they want to know, is this a good quality product? Should I throw it away? Should I finish the bottle? So anti-inflammatory. And what was the second thing? An anti-inflammatory and something that doesn't strip your skin's natural biome. And I can tell you most products do. So if you're using any kind of traditional cleansers, in general, they're going to strip the skin's natural biome. It's like, remember back in the day when people thought you were crazy if you took probiotics, and now it's something that if you're on antibiotics, they, your doctor recommends, like you have to replenish the good bacteria. Your skin is yeah. the exact same way. It makes sense. Why are we just talking about this now, though? We're all literally like com- energetic computers made That's up right. of bacteria. I'm, I it. have a really weird view of humans. No, it's true. It's, it really is who we are. So, and, and it's the one thing that protects us. A good bacteria protects us, yet somehow along the way, we been taught to like take that all off. And that is why most people have skin issues. You put the good bacteria in or you just keep it there to begin with. And it's really pretty simple. So I think people overcomplicate with these crazy like 10 step skincare routines. Just stop. <laughs> if you're if you're doing that, just stop. It was time, but also like you're literally doing the opposite of what you think you're doing. It is doing the opposite. And you're putting yourself in a position where you're having to continue. I mean, these chemists are smart. (laughs) They know what they're doing. They're giving you an initially a really great result. And all of a sudden you start breaking out again. And you're like, why is this happening? I need to keep using this product over and over and over to attempt to achieve this idea of what you think looks good. Even though in between you're constantly still having breakouts or fine lines and wrinkles or new age spots are popping up. All of these things that if you just ditch all of that crap and put oil, use a plant-based oil. And you know, personally, I think prickly pear seed oil is by far and away the best because of all the different natural components in there. But really, if you don't want to spend a ton of money, any basic plant-based oil is going to be better than $500,000 skincare routine, which I know sounds crazy. People are going to fight that, but it's, it's ultimately just the truth. Keep your skin's natural microbiome intact and don't put inflammatory products on your skin. Can you give me an example of what's an inflammatory product? Like, I want to be really specific. Sure. I mean, you know, so the FDA is interesting. They regulate everything. And that's the one product that has been proven to supposedly decrease aging or like actually make a difference in aging. Wait, which product? Retin-A. 
So if you're retinol. using a retin, a retinol based product, that is a great Correct. example of a product that on the surface, it, it seems to work right, but you have to continue to use it because you're shedding, you're basically taking off the top and second layer of your skin. So you're continuously shedding your skin at a rate that one isn't naturally intended to shed their skin. at. By doing that, you are causing inflammation because your skin is in a constant state of a panic almost, and you've taken away all of your natural defenses. So if you're using that, which pretty much everyone listening to your show probably is, because that's what we've been taught, right? Use like use a vitamin C, use a vitamin A, but vitamin A is a natural vitamin A is different than a retinol, even though everyone's naturally derived. It's vitamin A. It's not that simple. So you are messing with your skin. I also think if you look at the rise of retin-A and use in women for anti-aging routines, and you look at the same rise in um, infertility and other things, there are probably some correlations one could make. And so I would love eventually for people to study that at a very deep level. But you know, all over, anytime you have a skincare product that you're looking at it saying, do not get pregnant, do not breastfeed, do not do any of these things while on this product, perhaps think twice about putting it on your skin. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's such a great point. Okay. And this is not like a hippy dippy thing. I mean, I, you know what I mean? No, it makes sense. Why did that never occur? No, seriously. So many products say that. Right. So many, or like they, I feel like every time you go to get like a laser facial or Botox or anything, they always ask you like, are you pregnant? Right. And you're like, not that I know of, you know, it's like. But I um, honestly feel like if you're going to do something extreme, it's probably better to do Botox or laser facials than it is every day to expose yourself to constant toxins. I know that sounds kind of. Like, no, 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 it makes sense. You know no, what I mean? Sense. So I would say you're back because no skincare can do a result that Botox can do. I don't care what anyone says. You're not going to have the same result from any skincare, not my skincare, not anyone's skincare as you can from Botox. Like that's a different. What about drinking a shitload of water for your whole life? For sure. I think it makes a huge difference, but I mean, there's just something fundamentally that if you're going to put Botox into your face, you're going to stop movement. By stopping that yeah, movement, yeah. you're you're going to smooth your skin. Like there isn't anything else that can do that. I'm not suggesting that people go out and get Botox. I'm just saying, like, to compare it, it's just two different or two different things. But what you're getting from that perspective, botulism has been around forever. We know what the body does with it versus some of this other crap that's put in skincare. So I, again, I know it sounds crazy. I'm not promoting going out and getting injections at the same time. I would say. If you still, if you feel like you really don't want to have any kind of movement or any kind of wrinkles, and I get it, better off to use a totally natural, like plant-based oil product and get Botox. I think you'd be better off doing that than you would be using Renee every day of your life. Okay. So very, very interesting point. When you say, make sure you don't use a product that doesn't strip your natural bacteria, is that, so alcohol, right? Would obviously any products that have toners, et cetera, that have alcohol in them? Within reason. I mean, it depends on the kind of alcohol. If you have a light level of like, I don't use alcohol in my products, but there is room for alcohol, like a, a cane alcohol at a lower level. Some witch hazel naturally has some natural produced alcohol. There are very, very low levels, but yes, I wouldn't want to see just like pure alcohol on the label. That would not be good. But I mean, you, there might be a little bit mixed in some people use and the products are still fine. What are some other product like ingredients on a label that would make you like not only set the product down but like throw it as far away as possible <laughs> there's so many i can't even i mean honestly just google like look at there's not one list that's the end all be all but i think that like you know some of the big retailers like sephora have done a good job of if you look at their clean beauty defining the things that would not be considered clean. That would be at the very, very basic at the lightest level. You're going to have other people that will say, well, that's still toxic if you use X, Y, or Z, but it's a big start. So I think instead of me reciting all of them, because I could, you know, go on for hours and hours about these, I think just, just look at the definition that some of the bigger retailers have put out there and they're pretty good. And I would say that they've taken out most of like the extremely toxic ingredients. So kind of like the whole dirty dozen thing with fruit and vegetables. Like if you stick to some of those things, you don't have to go crazy. It doesn't mean you always have to eat organic. Sometimes it's not possible, but like don't eat a non-organic strawberry. That would be bad, right? Like we're taught that the same kind of thing with skincare. There are a few things that if you look at any of those lists, they're, they all have the same consistent messaging. And I would think that those would be the ingredients I would not touch. I wouldn't put on my skin. I wouldn't put on my kids. Then again, I pretty much just use oil. So I'm a, I'm a weirdo. 
Let's back up a second. Where did your journey with natural beauty start? Were you trying to solve a particular skin issue? Like, because I mean, you had everything oil before we ever met. So you've been on and you've been in the beauty industry for over 20 years, right? So when did the natural beauty side of it come into play? So I was like, in my early 20s, I was a hot mess. I was smoking and drinking a lot and eating McDonald's every day. And I was super, super thin and I thought I was fit because I was a former dancer and it started to catch up with me. And I found out I had like this condition. I have really low blood pressure and a high heart rate and some heart issues and the combination of all of those things. Um, And something that a doctor said to me when I was getting checked out, just it resonated with me. And I started to look and make really minor changes initially like quitting smoking and not drinking as much and like not eating McDonald's every day. So initially it was that. Eventually, as I started to study it, and this is like before the internet was a really big thing because I'm 45 years old. So we're going back 20 plus years, but you know, you'd still like have to look at books or there would be like a PBS special that I would watch. Like, that's so interesting. I started supplementing a little bit, like, you know, taking more vitamin D and Resveratrol, I remember, was one of my first big supplements that I was interested in and had some pretty good data behind. From there, I became a vegan and I was a vegan for a really long time until I found out I had celiac and I had to give up gluten. And then I just was like, it's a little bit too much. I still tend to eat mostly plant-based, but I will eat meat here and there if it's non-GMO and organic and all that good stuff. And I have kids. So like sometimes you just (laughs) can't do it all right because you're yeah. going to eat what they're It's eating. like you either eat what's on the table or you're not going to eat. you're time. not going to eat. And I'm, you know, too hungry to like not eat. <laughs> so I'm going to eat what's on the table. And then I just started to have breakouts and other issues. And I started researching like a crazy person. And, and I had a few people along the way. I've worked in beauty for a long time and I've done a lot of product development. And every now and then speakers would come in. And there was this woman, Mary Beth, who's uh, really interesting. I remember her talking about we called her the spider lady. She's around. She's fantastic. But she would always say, don't kill spiders because like there's a whole reason for them. Now I still kill spiders. Sorry, Mary Beth. But um, everything else she said resonated with me. She just had this idea of like talking about well before it was popular, this entire ecosystem from your body, your health, the environment around you. And it resonated. And I learned a lot from her. And then that just kind of took me down a path where I continued to research and research and research. Then my husband got cancer. And when he was diagnosed at that point, I just really dug in and figured what can we do to make sure A, he lives and lives a long time so we can be together forever and have kids. This was pre-children. And that's when I think I really started to understand the repercussions of the toxic chemicals that we put into our bodies, whether it be through skincare, through also what you're using to clean your house. I mean, it's all overwhelming when you look at it. And I don't think I would never be a person to advocate, just stop doing everything right now and trying to make people feel panicked. What's in your system is in your system. Eventually you can detox and it will come out, but making small steps, small changes, skin is really important. That's one of the biggest things you can do right away. And I, I promise you'll see a better effect too. It's not like you're giving up this other skincare and your skin's going to look terrible. It's going to look better. It'll just take a little bit of time. With its natural healing itself, with its natural ecosystem, with more of its own bacteria. So that's an interesting point. So I, whenever I went on this journey, I mean, it was obviously several years ago, but I was still on it, right? Like you opened me up to clean beauty and then I've had other experiences with it. And now I'm much more mindful and I'm not perfect, but you know, I, I just do like a much better job in general about especially products I put on my larger body skin. For right? sure. It's like, Most important. There's a lot of that. hundred percent. And just everything with supplements, with food, with cleaner eating, cleaner, right? Yeah, for sure. You do what you can be, do. Hard to be perfect. Cleaner drinking, like all of that. But yeah. it, I think what really, at first I felt super overwhelmed too, by like, oh my God, everything is fucking toxic. <laughs> yeah. Like no wonder everything's going to kill We're all going to die. And then what somebody, what I think it might've been like my, I have a health coach that I've been working with for a while. Somebody said to me, you know, it's about your toxin tolerance, right? Like we all can handle a certain amount of toxicity because our bodies are naturally cleaning out every single day, every minute of every day. But it's like, if we could be more mindful about not 
overloading ourselves with unnecessary toxins, our bodies can function more healthy, more healthily yes. for a longer period of time. A hundred percent. I think that's, that, that's it. It doesn't have to be. No one is perfect. And people that are you know, I mean, God bless them, but I'm never going to be that person either just because, you know, I mean, I like certain kinds of wine and they're not organic wine and like, yeah. <laughs> they taste really good. And so I'm going to continue to drink those, but I feel like I can counterbalance that with some of the other good things that I do. So I think, you know, we're not perfect, but making small steps. And again, skin really is kind of an easy one. It sounds overwhelming, but it's not. What we're saying is basically throw everything out and you only need a few products, a few really good products. and boom, done. So it's actually a simplification of skincare versus having to, I think when you switch to a clean diet, that's much scarier, right? Like you're fundamentally changing the way you eat. And all of a sudden you have to cut up all this fruit and I can't just microwave. Yes. Like, that's a really big change. And it's something that takes time. Super overwhelming. Super overwhelming. Oh, Super. It's hard, right? It's hard to you do. eating gluten-free. I'm like, oh shit, that gluten. I'm like, are we got to read the book again? <laughs> no, everything has gluten. Fuck. It's um, and I would not be gluten-free if I didn't have to be, but I never understand people that are gluten-free just to be gluten-free. I'm like, I mean, I know some gluten is bad for you, but Anyway, I do miss those donuts every now and then. Um, there's no such thing as a great gluten-free donut. I don't care what anybody says. It doesn't exist. If I had any... Or like a good gluten-free bagel, that doesn't Like, exist. It's, uh, you know what? They've gotten better. Like, they get better. And then I'm always, how has it gotten so much better? So reading the label, I'm like, what did they put in here to make it taste so much better? But things have gotten better. But yeah, it's just not the same. It will never be the same. And that's kind of okay. I think that my brain has forgotten what it used to taste like anyway. So I mean, by the way, that was a thought I had the other day when like, okay, so I was at the <laughs> grocery store and I, I like to buy like organic egg whites or organic whole eggs and I'll yeah. crack them and just throw out most of the yolks for dioxin and cholesterol and whatever. Right. And just cook mostly egg whites, right? So healthy. Yeah, like I like Greenwise or whatever the brand is. I was at Publix. It's like not a big deal. I was just, right, right. Anyway, this is a thought I had. And then this woman who, this nice lady who works at the grocery store was like, you should buy this just egg thing. It was like right above the eggs. I tried that. Yeah. She's like, it's great. She's like, you'd have no, it, she's like, it's actually better than eggs. But I picked up the label and I was like, not, there are like 30 things in here. Yeah, so I'm it's, like, it's not horrible, but it's not like perfect clean. You'd be better off eating an egg in my opinion, unless yeah. you're vegan. So, I mean, like, so yeah. There we go. So I think that right there is where people get confused in their diets and in their skincare. Right. For sure. It is because it all depends. You know, when I was vegan and a lot of it was for animal rights, it was for both, you know, health and animals. It was like, I don't want to consume that because I don't know where it came from. And now I am pretty careful about what I buy. Like I love eggs. I love the yolk, by the way. I could like, because there's opposite data that says you should have some yolk at least every now and then. But I dig it too much. I like the running yolk on like a piece of toast. So good. So I don't know if you're like, but, no, um, I, think it's good. I agree. Every now and then. Good. But, um, but you know, how have the chickens been raised? I think that's what we should look at with food more than should we cut it out completely? Like. I don't know. So I have a different, I have a different view on food than I did for a lot of years and it continues to evolve and change. But right now I just think like this animal, I hope they just had one bad day. If I'm going to eat like a steak, I hope my hope is that I sourced the right meat where the animal had a great life and one bad day. And that bad day was the last day. And that's it. Not that their entire life was misery that I wouldn't promote consuming. I can't eat meat. If I think about those things, it's like to the point where I, if I'm going to eat meat, and of course I still do sometimes not every not day, time, right? Like sometimes and like, and, and like I used to love say, I mean, I grew up in the Midwest, right? Sure. It's like, well, I, right. I literally cannot think about where it came. Like I do make sure it's like sustainably sourced and humane and whatever, but in grass fed, right. It. For health reasons or like from yeah. Wagyu from Japan or something. But like, then it's like, I can't, I can't think about the actual process of it. Cause it, I like will not be able to eat my food. So <laughs> yeah, probably prevents me from eating a whole lot <laughs> because I, I do exactly think about it. what you're saying. Okay. So, so I think you sort of answered this, but I wanted to make sure that we touched on this. Okay. How does natural beauty help with aging? It's because inflammation ages us and natural beauty decreases inflammation. Is that the that, answer? That Am I missing anything? It really is just that simple. It just is. And also the toxins that you put inside your body and yeah. the bad stuff that it does to your system. 
um, when you're using traditional products, not all traditional products are terrible, but like the bulk of them have some really bad yucky stuff in there. So yeah, it's that simple. Okay. Well, thank you for breaking that down for us. I like to just make everything super easy because if not, then I won't understand it. Like if it's complex, like you said, if I have to like really struggle to cook everything plant-based and raw and whatever, I like that is going to be a barrier for entry to me because it's just... It's not going to happen. There's too much brain power. I'm just going to go back into my old habits and then you haven't made progress, you know? No, I'm with you. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Tell me about Pick Fix. This is kind of like your new groundbreaking product. How did you come up with this product? And I want to talk to you about your process for creativity because I've known you. I mean, is it five years? It must yeah, be. Yeah, more. It might even be more than that. Maybe it has been five, I know at six least, years, at least five, maybe like six. 20, 2016, 2017, when I was first trying to bring Rose Rogers to life. Yeah, it's like five years. That sounds right. 16. So you've always been super creative. You and I actually have a lot of the same skill sets, which is a weird okay. thing working with somebody who has a lot, but also cool and fun, Totally, but also weird, right? But, <laughs> totally. but you always get so super creative. Like you get in these zones and like you build so much stuff with your hands. And like, until I, you know, you, you and Michelle Madonna, one of our former partners were inspirations to me because I never, you know, my parents were doctors. Like I just never saw anybody like building anything with their hands. I was <laughs> yeah. like a very crafty kid. People were like, don't fuck up. Don't Get shit dirty. Not like, you know what I mean? They weren't like, they were like, that table's marble. Go somewhere. I didn't have anywhere to like play, like to be a child, you right. know? So it's like, I was, and I was always scared of getting yelled at. So Aww. how did you tell me about your creative process? What's your process for building new products? Like how the fuck does your brain work, dude? I don't know. I wish I knew how my brain, my brain is crazy. I think I'm just a weirdo. <laughs> I don't know. So for PicPix, for example, that is, I'll tell you that short story. And that really is how my brain works for most products. It was just simply something that I needed because it didn't exist. So I've been a skin picker forever. And it was something that I didn't talk about openly until like a year and a half or two years ago, whenever pick picks launched, not too long ago. Um, doesn't everybody pick their skin though? Like I never talked about it. Well, but I literally am like a recovering, like legit, like deep tissue to the tissue kind of skin picker. To like the every point- week. Every, every day. day, like every day, oh, okay. where just because you're hurting yourself. Oh, legit. And not even with an intention, just they say that it stems from a lot, either OCD or ADHD. Like I have both. I think so. I was going to ask anxiety. It, it, yeah. And, it have, and anxiety, there's not really a clear definition of what causes this. If you look at like the psychiatric community, they typically say it's somewhere in the OCD or ADHD range, but it could just be anything. For me, it's a perfectionism thing. And it sounds bizarre, but I don't like the idea of like a bump. So if I have something, I go crazy, whether it's a scab or 1, whatever. 000. Yeah. And it's, it's something I've done for a long time, but really hit well, I think. And finally realized like I can't use Neosporin because it's making me itch and it's not helping, but I will get infection in my skin the way I used to pick. So I started researching and I created something um, from a combination of natural oils that I ordered from like around the world. I found the best sources. And this was maybe even before we started the everything oil that I had been using for myself and called it like nature's Neosporin. And something to this day I put on my kids and it worked so much better and it helped prevent Wait, why infections. does this exist? Nature's Neosporin. I mean, right? I, I know because well, because yeah, like trademark name, but like, but basically that was the whole idea of, you know, this. And if you look at the studies of the essential oils that we use, they all are extremely effective. And in studies competing with Neosporin, most are even more effective. So why are we putting antibiotics on our body? if we don't have to. So it's all just kind of initially was simply, I needed something to help me with my own issues and my own challenges of picking my skin. And over time, I feel like I'm a recovering skin picker. I rarely pick anymore, but I still use pick picks all the time because, you know, bumps and bruises and scrapes and chap lips and those kind of things. But I made it for myself. And when I realized how well it worked, I talked to my partner, Susan, and I said, you know, I don't know how many skin pickers exist out there, but I'm telling you, this has like changed my life. Let's just take it to a show and launch it and see what happens right before COVID. And we had a line like 
just in talking about, are you the, are you the skin picker? Like, oh my gosh, what is this product? We had a line, like literally hundreds of people in line to talk to us and tell us their stories about skin picking. I was like, well, shit, I think we have something here. I think there's more like skin pickers than we realize out there. And what's happened with this product is we've been able to really bring awareness. Like Vogue just did an article about skin picking, which in the very beginning. Were you guys in it? No, no. Oh my God. Yes. For you. We've been in a bunch of them. And we're we're manifesting that. We're manifesting that. But like Allure and other people have talked about it since. And in the very beginning, I will say when we did like press pitch, nobody wanted to touch it because it was like, this is strange. So we just kept pushing it and pushing it and talking about it. Like, you know what? A lot of people are privately doing this and they're struggling with it. It's a real thing. This is a real issue and a concern. And part of the past recovery is just simply a awareness and B realizing that you're not like this crazy person alone with your magnifying mirror, picking your skin to the point where you're bleeding. A lot of people do that. And it's not a great thing to do. It's not something we want to do, but it's something that's almost like an addiction. You can't stop. But starting to understand it and realize you're not the only one, that to me has been the magic of PickFix because it started so many conversations. And since I've been introduced to other women entrepreneurs that have other products that help people that have like body repetitive behavior disorder. And it's been really fantastic. So there's a small group of us out there trying to make a difference. And I think we're starting to, and starting to make it mainstream where people just can talk about it, where there are more health groups, more places to go. Pick fix is not a cure. It's just a tool in the toolkit to help get better, to help your skin heal faster in a natural way. Skin picking is really bad for aging, right? Because I mean, it'll leave scars behind. And then over time, your skin doesn't heal as well as it used to when it was more supple and more youthful. And then you'll start to see those scars or those indents, right? Because I I, like, like Like legit, some skin pickers get MRSA and other, I mean, it becomes so bad that if you're, if you're opening your skin up, you're going to the tissue in many cases getting bacteria in there, causing infections and all sorts of bad things. So not just aging, but actually like really doing damage. And also just the humiliation of like, oh my gosh, I've done this and I can't properly cover this. And so you have people calling into work or not wanting to go out in public because they they basically mutilated themselves. Okay, so hold on. This is a real question. I'm asking for a friend. Okay, so do, <laughs> do you use PicPix? After picking only, or can you use it before picking to get rid of the zit too? Okay, so for both. So I wouldn't say to get rid of it. We have something called zit fix. Pick fix won't hurt acne. It doesn't cause acne. It's not necessarily going to get rid of acne. But I like to use it if I had the urge to pick because it's a pretty thick, it's a Turkish pomegranate organic oil as a base with prickly pear seed oil. And then a combination of anti-inflammatory and antimicrobial essential oils. But putting it on your skin kind of it's thick enough that it stops you from picking because it's too slippery. So I like to use it more as like a, just a mindfulness. I'm going to do this before I pick. But yes, if you do pick it afterwards, it will help heal and help prevent scarring because of the high levels of vitamin E and all that good stuff that are in the natural oils. So is this kind of like an anti-scar product? Like, can you use it on other scars too or no? I mean, you can, but you know, once the scar is there, it's going to help a little bit because it helps with inflammation. But it's not going to work miracles. It's So can I tell you something though? You probably don't know this because I've never had the chance to tell you. It just hasn't exactly come up in our conversations, <laughs> especially when we were like trying to figure out how to dissolve a business in the middle oh of the pandemic God. with <laughs> factories abroad. We had plenty of other things to talk about plenty of other in the, in the yeah. early years of our relationship. But <laughs> so I secretly have been using forever the everything oil. I always do this. I do a dollop of everything oil, massage it into a scar. I'm doing this on a scar from a surgery right now, oh. but a dollop of everything oil and on my face and then a little tiny bit of Maderma, yeah. right? That vitamin E in the sunblock, right? So that Good. it's not getting any additional sun. So I've always done that. And I feel like when I use those two products in combination, it's a much better result than either of them by themselves. I would agree. For whatever reason. I know the everything, I actually think the everything oil is probably better for existing scars than PickFix. PickFix is better for open skin or... okay bumps, bruises, really itchy, dry, patchy skin, bad chopped lips, that kind of thing. Pick fixes my go-to for that. But if I had an existing scar I wanted to work on, I would use everything oil for that. So that's like the perfect, you have a good plan. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay. So I want to shift more into 
your creative process, right? So for the new product you just launched with Carter and Jane, it was more that you identified the need. Is that always your approach, but also how do you get yourself into the creative zone where, I mean, cause you did this with the headphones many times where I would just like call you. Cause we had an update call and you'd be like, I just made a new product. And I'm like, okay, what is it? Oh, that was a good idea. Right. So it's like, how do you, where do you get your inspiration? I mean, do you like, always just stop what you're doing and follow it? If creativity strike, like, seriously, talk to us about this. A lot of women in my mentorship want to know about how to build creativity. Anytime I can, I do, because I think we all have those ideas, right? Like whether it be you wake up from a dream and you had a dream about something or Mm -hmm. you can't sleep. I mean, you know, and your brain is going crazy and all of a sudden you just thought of something. I think what's really important is you write it down. Even if you can't attack that idea at that point, it's whatever you're doing. Yes. Take a minute and stop and write it down. So you don't forget. And for me, creativity, it's not something that I think like I'm going to have creative time now. I know some people do that and that works for them. For me, it's more that I build these ideas. I have a little journal that I keep and I write them down and then I do schedule time. So for me now, my creative time is mostly like my lab time. And these days it's been making new aromas because we have like 24 now and continue to build the aroma profile. So I usually think about a story or a place I've been or something that makes me feel a certain way. And that's how I jump into like a perfume or aroma creation. But I do have to be in the right mindset. I like sage the space. I'm, you know, (laughs) I do all sorts of things. I love this, Sarah. That's so interesting. Have like a little ritual. And I I always think about the story behind what I'm doing before I kind of go in there. Because if not, then you're just, you're going in blind, right? Like you want to think about what am I really trying to achieve? What do I want to feel when this product is over? But everything is different. It was a little bit different with like headphones or fashion. It wasn't so much that I would wake up in the middle of the night with an idea. It was more just, that was, I think, more problem solution. Here's the issue. This doesn't work. Now, how can we get to the bottom of it? But I've always used sage or, you know, make sure you find an ethically sourced white sage from California. Otherwise, bad. So, But sage has always helped clear the space for me and be able to kind of get in the right frame of mind. And then now these days, it's just when my kids are at school because like my creative time kind of has to be between 8.30 and 3.30. Otherwise, because I work from home and my lab is at home and they can be loud (laughs) and I love them very much. But a five-year-old and an eight-year-old boy, creativity doesn't always just strike or if it does, your brain will quickly forget. And my crazy dog, if you hear her, sorry, but there's always crazy chaos happening in my home. So I try to do my creative time in the hours where it makes the most sense, but ideas can come anytime. So always have a little notebook or your phone or whatever and write it down. I love this. These are such good ideas and pieces of advice. Okay. So you basically said the first step is ideas strike whenever. So always write them down. Yep. And then you said, okay, when you know what the ideas are that you want to pursue, you block off time when you're not going to be interrupted, like without distractions. You have to. I mean, and I know that's hard if somebody has like a little, little kids at home, that can be challenging. But the only way for me, at least for my brain, but I'm also very much an ADHD brain. Like I have to focus and I have to I also put like a white noise machine on in the background. It helps even if there's neighborhood noise or whatever, block it all out. So I feel like my brain can focus solely on what I'm trying to do. So you have your own ritual. It's so my the own ritual. Step, and you built a ritual, right? You sage the room, you put on your white noise. For me, it's like, I'll listen to like jazzy house without vocals because that really like brings me into the zone. I will, once again, I need the dog to be like away or asleep. You know, I might, <laughs> I might just like sedate him a little, you know, or give him a bone or something. You know, I don't know. This is sounding terrible. In no, I get it. About eating I get healthy. it. I get it. You know, he's like, oh, grandpa. And he oh. likes to bark a lot now. Disco ball. You know, disco, disco ball. <laughs> but so, okay. So you capture the ideas when the creativity moment strikes you time block off without distractions so that you can make sure to squeeze creative space into your schedule Mm -hmm. to pursue the idea that hits you and then you have a ritual to put yourself in the mood totally i mean that 
So, and everyone's is going to be totally different. Like I always remember it. It's one office I worked in. All the graphic designers would always sit with headphones on listening to music. And I'm like, how do they make such magic with listening to music? Yeah. Especially with lyrics. I would just be singing along. Like everyone is different. Right. <laughs> so for me, it's just, that's not how my brain functions, but I think understanding yourself and what you need to be in that calm space, whatever that is whatever, even if it sounds crazy or whatever, like it's sage. I don't know that it's really clearing negative energy or not. It just, for me, it is the ritual of it. It's going about that process that puts me in a zone to do what I need to do. I love what you're saying so much because it's rare that I'm with another deeply creative person that has been trying to optimize their creativity, right? right? Like maybe they just like take it when it comes and that works for them and that works for their business model. But you and I are always inventing new things and products and business ideas. And so, so we have to be optimizing our brains 100%. to allow for max creativity to grow and build in our businesses. And that directly affects our income. So you and I are like, yep, you got it. <laughs> we're on it. Right. So, on it. so that's so cool. So I do some very similar things for me. I noticed sometimes I even I'll set aside blocks for what I call the entrepreneur's brainstorm, which is really just a meditation session where I've set an intention to solve a problem. Let's do this way, to look for a solution to something. It could be about something I want to build or something I'm just experiencing or a contract I need to negotiate that's been stalled. Or it could be my brain's not going to wrap itself in loops around it, but I'm going to set that intention and sit down and do some breath work and duct myself into deeper into the meditation. And then ideas come, right? Or they come later because you've opened the floodgates. So as long as you're aware, they'll come. So, but, but you're doing that with your, you're setting an intention. It's the same thing in a different way, but yeah, we're, we're following the same basic process of it, which shows you like that. I guess it's a good process. It works for us at least, um, but just, you have to find your own kind of customization of that process. It's about quieting the mind though. You said it that is. with your white noise. I said that with my jazzy house and it's about quieting the mind and we can't live in, you know, our bodies run in two different modes, right? Survival mode and creation mm-hmm. mode. And that's fucking, it. and like many times in our day, we are in like, when you're jumping from zoom to zoom, to zoom, to zoom, to zoom, you're yeah. in survival mode, right? right. When, you're, when you're taking care of your two boys running around the house, chasing each other with baseball bats, you're in survival <laughs> mode or whatever. I mean, your boys are lovely, but you know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, yes. that's, you're just in survival mode. The creative inspiration isn't going to strike when you are so busy that if it slapped you in the face, you'd have no clue what it was. Totally. It's so, no, it's so true. But every now and then, even in those crazy moments, something will just pop in your head, right? Like every now and then, not usually, usually it's like, oh my God, stop running around and put down the bad. (laughs) Try not to scream at everyone, but every now and then a moment will strike. And so writing it down. I feel like I probably had so many great ideas that have come and gone because I didn't do that for years. It took me, that took me 15 plus years into my career to realize like, why don't I just write this down? It's not that complicated. But good ideas always come back though. So this, so I used to be like that where I would be really like upset with myself. Cause you know, what's funny too, Sarah, I've always tracked all my ideas. It's so funny. And then of course I time block because if I didn't time block, then nothing would get done. And my most creative time is in the morning. So I also have tracked my schedule to know. Okay. So you know this too. So I know what hours of the day I'm creative. I know that I can't do it in more than a two hour span. So I need to put a break. Totally. Um, and I know that creative work can take me days at a time. So I need to, you know, give myself double the time that I think I need. For sure. And I think sometimes you, even though you've planned the time, it's just not working. And that's when, you know, like walk away, just walk away. Like it's not the right time. So what? So you plan this, there's plenty else to do. Just like stop. Like that's okay right. you too. Pull something else off the to-do list. So that way you can slot that in yeah. later whenever it's fitting. Right. Or like sometimes I'll move something off the to-do list. Cause it like after hot yoga, sometimes like I'll be really creative. Like today I came home and we had a bunch of, I am working with a new PR girl and we had a bunch of pitches do one thing that was time sensitive for Forbes fingers crossed. And then a bunch of other things about the mentorship too. So I was like, you know, it just, hit me. It hit me in yoga oh, and Shavasana. And I was like, oh my God, where's my phone? And then I was like, it's okay. <laughs> right You're in Shavasana. Calm the fuck down. Um, <laughs> once again, the ideas that are meant for you will come right. They back. always do. They you do. know, it's like a boomerang. It is always. And I think it's just being open to that too. And also being open to the fact that like your ideas are good. 
You know, like that took me a well, while sure. to figure out too. Like, especially what about the- flower headphones produced <laughs> overseas? Is that a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we learned a lot from that whole experience. And you know, I still to this day, that was that company, Rose Rockers, is a brilliant company with so much potential. It was just the timing. Like it sucked. What yeah. happened is there was, it, it, there's nothing about that, that I don't feel like we failed. I really don't. I know the like, business didn't like take off. But... a great guy and then getting pregnant with someone else. You know what I mean? Kind of <laughs> <same conversation. laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, it was just the timing. The timing <laughs> like, yeah, what are you going to do? You got to know when to hold them and know when to hold them. Right. Like at that point, we, I think sometimes that's, we both wanted to hold on, but we're like, this is just, we can't. That's the one thing like that. One of my biggest learnings is that we maybe held on a little too long. And part of that could be like our bond as partners and friends and sisters. But now we know that doesn't go anywhere. For sure. You know? And I think that's just, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. I think we were like, what's going to happen when it's, are we not going to have our talks? And, and yeah, we're forever. Like, well, are we going to fight? And it's like, we never, bl- nobody never. blamed anybody. Like it just didn't work. It's never really any one person's fault anyway. You know what I mean? Like, no. It takes two to tango. So. No. And in this case, it really was like, it really was a brilliant idea and a great product and had all the workings of a great product. But you know what? Like (laughs) this supply chain closes down and all retailers close down and everything closes down and your budget is dependent on selling at a certain pace. It's it was over. I mean for that moment, for that time, for that project, for whatever reason, like the universe had other plans for us. But if you think about it, I think our journeys are all connected. You know, so when we made that decision I was leaving to go film TV for three That's months. Right. And, and I, t- I called you. I was like, babe, I am not going to be able to fulfill these orders. We had more ads scheduled. And I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Like we need the money though. So what, what do we <laughs> but do? can you do all of this? And I didn't have some, you know, it was a pandemic. I couldn't have team members coming in and out of my apartment. Like everything mm-hmm. fell down, like all of the structures, literally all of them, everything that we had set up fell yeah. down. And that's the universe being like, this isn't You're right. This isn't it. Doing something. But think about this. You, how many from that time a year ago when we started the process of winding down, how many new SKUs did you create? I mean, oh like when, when you let go of something, it opens yeah. up that space for something else. For sure. I think it is kind of like a relationship, but we were looking at it personally, but that product was like, you know, sometimes you're in a relationship that just, you know, it's not going to go anywhere, even though you love the person or you think, you know, you, you, what I, you just know it's you're stuck and you can't get unstuck no matter what you do. And we were just in a place where we were stuck, but yes, thankfully, you know, we're going to be friends, sisters forever and ever and ever, <laughs> you're stuck with ever me. and ever, ever and ever. My I little love that. Sarah, this was such a joy for me. Oh my gosh. I always love talking to you. And I, and yeah, I wish I could see your beautiful face every day, but it was so fun to catch up. My everything oiled up, silky little child yeah. face. Gorgeous <laughs> little child face. You haven't aged. You really haven't People aged. People do tell me I look 25. So I'm doing something right. And I attribute that to you, my dear. Oh, yay. I'll take the credit, even though it's not mine to take. You look amazing. I use very few products. It's like you said, I just get overwhelmed. So I'm using literally like, two things a day, maybe three on perfect. It's a crazy day. And you're half of that equation. So that's max. Like, and that's good and easy. Simplify Life is life is hard enough. Skincare shouldn't be hard, right? Like our life is hard enough. I agree. Well, I love you always. You are my favorite. I miss you every day. I will come to Florida soon. Yes. Yes. And before we sign off, please tell everybody where they can find you, connect with you. What if they want to talk to you about a problem they've had with skin picking? You've obviously overcome this and where they can buy Pick Picks Everything Oil. Give them all the works, please. Yes. Well, just see our website, which is carterandjane.com. And at Carter and Jane is our social handle. So find us. You can reach out, DM us on Insta, support at carterandjane.com. We will respond. Any questions you have, we're happy to help in any way. So please reach out, connect. And thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you, love. 
All right, ladies, if you loved what you heard today, please remember to subscribe, hit five stars, maybe share it with a girl who needs to hear this advice today. We'd be oh so grateful if you had time to leave a little review too. You can add us on Instagram at Nicole Rose Stillings and at Big Queen Energy Pod. We hope we brightened your day, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in Mondays in the AM to Big Queen Energy, supporting you on your journey to fearless creation.